Hi, this is Rabbi Ari Spiegler with the Bitra Gila Shari Tshuva podcast. We continue in Shari Shon, the first gate, and we start with Ot Yud. We continue Rabbi Yonah's discussion. He introduced to us that there are many different steps that are involved in the Tshuva process. Each and every one is effective to some extent along the way, but ultimately, if we want a full Slicha Mechila Kapara and Tahara process, full forgiveness and rectification of our actions and purity, so on and so forth, so then we need all of the steps together. The example that he gave was of the standard garment, that any form of laundry and washing and cleaning will be affected to some extent, but if we want to completely remove the stain, obviously we have to be very, very thorough and very, very effective in our washing process. The same is true when it comes to tshuva. Well, each step is important and will remove the stain to some extent, but if we want to completely remove the stain, all of these different steps are going to be necessary. So Rabbeinu Yone begins with the very first ikari. He says, Now we will explain the principles of tshuva, and this will actually take us through shower this will take us to the end of the very first gate as we go through the 20 different principles of Tshuva. He says, Ikara Rishon, the very first step, the very first principle of Tshuva is Hacharata, is regretting our sinful actions. And he's going to give us different reasons as to why we should be regretful. Number one, Yavin Levavo Kirav Amar Azvod Hashem. Point number one, it is wicked and it is evil to forsake Hashem. Even for just a moment, even if it's one bad decision, it's very, very negative to leave God. And you also have to recognize, another reason to regret, is that not only is it bad and is it evil to leave Hashem, but number two, there are ramifications for that. There are punishments that are coming for our sins, whether we like it or not. Hashem is going to take vengeance. He's going to collect payment on these sins. tells us, Hashem says, vengeance and payment is mine. V'nei Amar and Pasuk in Eov and Yutet tells us, Guru Lacham Ibn Cherev, you should be afraid. You should fear the sword, ki chema avonot harav, because the anger generated by our sins is like a sword. So a person needs to have regret over their sinful actions, and they should say to themselves, Me'asiti, what have I done? How could it be that there was even a moment where there was no fear of God before my eyes? We know that the Ramah tells us in his very first comment to the Shulchan Aruch, he tells us that we have to live a life of Shiviti Hashem Lenegdi that we, I place Hashem before me at all times. And if I'm sinning, then clearly I have not done that. And I'm asking myself now, how could I allow for even a moment to go by without fear of God right before me? And how could it be that I wasn't afraid of any of the admonitions against sin and the severe judgments that we learn about in the Torah and in the Mishnah and the Gemara? And I have to know that there is punishment, there is pain that is coming for the wicked person. Clearly, I've not had any mercy on my own goof, on my own physical existence. I haven't even batted an eye from being destructive for the pleasure of just a fleeting moment. Similar to a person who stole something or took advantage, he somehow secured something which he was not supposed to have. And he eats it and he enjoys it. He, he becomes satisfied. But, but he knows that after his eating and his drinking and his being satisfied, the judge ultimately is going to come and punish him. The exact, the exact translation here is that he's going to feed him gravel. Where does that come from? As the Pasuk Mishle tells us, 
deceitful or dishonest bread is sweet to a person at first, but but eventually, later, afterwards, his mouth will be filled with gravel. And perhaps worse than this, not only that I've harmed my body because I'm going to have some sort of physical punishment, but sorry, I was cruel to my soul, not just to my body, but to my soul. I've become dirty and stained and sullied by the actions of my evil inclination. Whatever it is that I've gained, whatever fleeting enjoyment or pleasure or benefit I had from my sinful actions, what good is that if ultimately I'm if I'm considered wicked in the eyes of my master? And how could it be that I traded a world which is transitory, which is not going to last, which is only for a short period of time for a world that's going to last for a very long period of time? We're not going to be able to finish the entire paragraph right now, but already Rabbi Yonah has given us reason to understand why we should regret our actions. Number one, it's just an evil and wicked thing to leave God. But number two, there are punishments that are coming for that. And that's going to harm my body. And number three, there are spiritual ramifications. It's going to harm my soul. And I need to think to myself, how could I allow for this to happen? Whatever it is that I did, whatever it is that I gained or that I benefited, clearly it was not worth it. So this is all going to be some of the reasons why we should regret our actions. And Rabbi Yonah, God willing, we'll see, continues to give us additional reasons, but we can see how important it is, step one, to make sure that we actually regret our actions. It's not enough. It's not enough to just say, I'm really sorry about it. We actually have to feel bad. We have to recognize how destructive we've been, how self-sabotaging we've been, what we've caused ourselves to lose in engaging in these types of sins, in making these wrong decisions, in making these mistakes, and in falling short. Step one, we have to recognize what we did and regret those actions for at least the reasons that we mentioned now, and God willing, as we will see, other reasons as well.